Morning, church. My name is Armand. I am one of the volunteers here in the church. Therefore, I get to eat at, to eat at Hilton on August 14. <laughs> anyway, good morning. Yes, that's serious though. <laughs> anyway, good morning. The ability to produce wealth. So we are in this series, the ability to produce wealth. You know, with the, with the movies and all these shows with the superheroes and superpower, don't you ever wish when, you're, when you watch, oh, I, I wish I have a superpower? Well, you do right here. The word ability in the New King James Version is the power, the power to produce wealth. So it's like we're like Batman. How? Remember when uh, Barry Allen asked Batman, so what's your superpower? He said, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, with that power, Peter tells us that with great power comes great responsibility, right? Peter Parker, not Peter the Apostle, okay? <laughs> but anyway, yes, this is, the, this is the, the series we're on, and welcome to our online, blue, uh, online viewers if you're watching uh, us online. Anyway, we, uh, we started this series four weeks ago. Pastor Mark established us. He gave us a, a good foundation about this. So let me just uh, um, uh, reestablish that. Uh, if you were here with us during our mid-year prayer and fasting, Pastor Mark gave a devotion, and I was reminded, oh, that's right. We are, for 2021, the theme of the year is Awesome God. And when we did our first series on Awesome God, there was one Sunday where we talked about God being our provider, Jehovah Jireh, or, uh, or Yahweh Yireh. And this comes out of Genesis chapter 22, where God commanded Abraham to give up Isaac to him. And of course, we know the story. Abraham was faithful. He gave, up, he gave up Isaac. But when Isaac or when Abraham was about to stab him, the angel of the Lord stopped him and said, now I, now I know that you're a serious Abraham. And this is where God told him, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. There's been interpretation where this description of his descendants, the stars of the heaven and the sands of the seashores, are the two uh, descendants from the son of promise. The stars is the church, us, the spiritual descendants of Abraham, and the sand is the physical descendants of Abraham. But regardless, the point is, you will have so much descendants after you. So pass forward more than 400 years later, we find ourselves in the book of Deuteronomy, and this is where we are. This is where we're at. So this, is, this series is really tied in to that awesome God team. That the series on the ability to produce wealth is an element of his covenant relationship with us that he will provide for us. Amen? So we pick up now in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10, so that descendant of Abraham, after more than 400 years, is now back again in a place called Kadesh Barnea, they have been going around or they've been traveling the desert for more than for about 40 years because the first time they made a mistake so God tested them and and around they went now they're back again a new generation and this is what Moses was telling them so picking up from Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10 let me read when you have eaten and are full then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. So they were about to enter the inheritance that God promised to Abraham. 
the good land, it says. So verse 11, it says, Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgment, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest, when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is up, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Then verse 17, then you see, then you, sh then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this way, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your father as it is this day. If you're not convinced that it is God that gave you the power to, to get wealth, let me tell you a story. I heard this from a pastor where one of, his con one of his people from the congregation came up to him and was just asking him to, uh, with, with a little uh, doubt on his mind, you know, pastor, uh, my, my life has been successful. My business has been successful. I've, I've been working hard and it seems like uh, all this uh, success is coming my way. You know, I don't know. Is it really God? Is it all God or do I, do I, do I have a part to play in this? So the pastor said, well... There's only one way to find out. Let me pray for you that God would remove his hand on you and remove the, the success that he's uh, allowing you to go through. Oh, no, no, Pastor, I was just asking. I was just asking. You know, that's, this is one area you don't want to test God. There's one man in the Bible that went through such a, such a circumstance that it was so terrible. His name was Job, where everything was removed from him. So continuing on, that was just a, a break. Chapter 9, verse one, so, the, so they're now on the other side of the Jordan. They have not entered the land. So uh, chapter 9 says, Here, O Israel, you are to cross over the Jordan today and go in to dispossess nations greater and mightier than yourself, cities great and fortified up to heaven, a people great and tall, the descendants of the Anakim, who you know and whom you heard, whom you heard it said, Who can stand before the descendants of Anak? The descendants of Anak are the giants. Goliath came from this line. All right? Familiar with that? So verse 3, it says, Therefore understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes before you or who goes over before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you so you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said to you. Do not think in your heart after the Lord your God has cast them out before you, saying, Because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought, has brought me in to possess this land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out from before you. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you go in to possess their land. But because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out from before you and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Therefore, understand that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what has already began in the service from worship, 
to the announcement and the, and the communion. Father, thank you that, um, your, that your word is, a, is, is life to us. It is sustenance to us. As your word tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I just pray right now, Father, as the word is, uh, is, uh, is spoken, that you would allow us to grasp it. You would allow our hearts to understand it. And I pray, Father, that wherever situation we are in our life, I pray that your word will be the one to guide us, to encourage us, to direct us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So back to verse 10, chapter 8, verse 10. So they're not in the land yet. So the promised land was given to Abraham, to, was, uh, was uh, first um, promised to Abraham. And of course, this is his descendants. So in verse 10, it says, when you have eaten. They're not in the promised land, but the language is when you have eaten. It's already done. It's almost like in the eyes of God, when Moses was speaking it, it's already done. You already are there. So when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord. It says, when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied. And all that you have are multiplied. So it says, when. You know, the story of Israel and how they came out of Egypt and how they went through the, to the, uh, came out of Egypt, went through the Red Sea, went to Mount Sinai, spent 40 years in the desert, comes back to Kadesh Barnea, crosses the Jordan, gets into the Promised Land, conquers the Promised Land, is really also a picture of our story and our journey with the Lord. We find ourselves in stages where we're at when it comes to our journey with God. Like say, for example, if you, if you don't know the Lord yet, then it's, it, it, you're represent, it's represented by you're still in a place of slavery in Egypt. But then God redeemed them. And how? By his mighty hand and by the blood of the Lamb. And that's when you receive salvation. Then out of that, uh, though the enemy has been defeated, one final battle was the Red Sea. For you to witness that God totally destroyed the enemy. Then the desert. Some of us, we could be in the desert. We are, like uh, what Ben was mentioning earlier, is your friends will give you instruction. They will also give you rebukes. God was no different. He allowed them to go for 40 years because they would not heed his instruction. He was teaching them. That's what it is. Then, of course, right now, probably you're in this situation where you can see the promised land, but yet you're not there yet. Or you could already be in the promised land. You're living the blessed life. So the instructions to you is, remember the Lord your God. It is, he that he, it is he that gave you the power to produce wealth or to get wealth. So let me show you how all this applies to our life. And I want to give you three testimonies that happened in my own personal life on how faithful it is when God said, I will provide for you, that when you are in the promised land, his provision is that he will give you that power to produce wealth. So first testimony. There was a season in my life where I injured my back. I'm a, I'm a trade, uh, I'm a skilled worker, I'm a welder by trade. Uh, my, my work is always uh, physically demanding. In fact, last Friday we were working at one of the power plants in Jigo and we had to change the, the engine. We're changing it. But there was a stud that was uh, stuck on one of the arm and they couldn't uh, remove it. So they call us, so one of my co-workers heats it up, and we take baby Thor, Thor's hammer, a 20-pound sledgehammer, 
and we started banging that thing. That entire thing moved, and we stopped for a while. It's like, is this safe? But anyway, that's the kind of uh, the nature of job that I that I have. I'm, uh, it's physically demanding. But there was a season when I hurt myself. My back. I hurt my back, and I didn't work for almost two years. I was in crutches and I couldn't uh, straighten myself up. So I had to go for surgery. So I got surgery. Uh, you wouldn't. You can't tell right now that I actually had some back surgery. Simple surgery, but they said it, it could have been very dangerous. So because of that, I was injured. I, all, I didn't work for almost two years. So we end up spending our little savings that we had. We end up living paycheck to paycheck. It was, it was difficult, but it then also in that place, in that season, God provided miraculously. There was a one person that gave us a check and said, oh, this is for you. So we asked why. Oh, God told me to give this to you. When we, we, were, uh, we were almost out of uh, money, and then there was another occasion, someone comes up to us, gives us money, and said, oh, this is the, the money that I borrowed from you. I said, I don't recall lending you money, but hey, thank you. See, it was great. That just like the children of Israel in the desert where there's no resources, God miraculously provided for them through the manna, the water, the meat. But as great as the miracle is, you don't want to live in the miracle. You want to live in the blessing. You want to live in the promised land. Amen? So there's this pastor that I, I've listened to, and he was uh, saying that exactly. He said, no, it's great to live in the miracles, but I'd rather live in the blessing. He said he recalls when he first stepped out into the ministry, he said he was gung-ho, he was full of faith, he went out, he would go all places and he would depend on God just when the food will come, where he would sleep. And, and yes, God was faithful. If he needed to go someplace to sleep, God will provide a place to sleep. He needed food. There was people that would bring him food. Then, he, then now he says, now... We have this big congregation, we have a million dollar facility, we have a school, and we support other ministry. So he said, I would rather live in the blessing than to live in the miracle. And, and, and Chris reminded me how last week he mentioned this, God is not a God of a bailout. He's not a bailout God. He really wants us to live in that place. And there's a reason. We'll get there. So that's my first testimony. God provided when we, when we didn't have... But just like what Pastor Mark said when he opened this series uh, in the first week, this is a very practical series. So when we were in that place and we didn't have, we took a practical step. We took what we call Crown Financial Ministry. It is a Bible-based uh, program where, it, where, it, where they teach you how to save, where they teach you how to pay up your debt, or they teach you how to give your tithes, how to be financially, uh, how to be wise. So we did that. We followed the instruction, just like verse 11. It says, do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments. We followed the instruction from Crown Financial. So we started saving up for, our, for an emergency fund, $1,000 for emergency fund. We started paying off our debts. Then we, we began saving up for our, our monthly living expenses. And it tells you that build that up to three months. Build it up to six, to six months until you, until you have it. And then eventually it says, if you're going to make major purchases, begin saving for it. So we saved. We got out of... Uh, and today, here's the second testimony. Today, we are debt-free. We own our own property. 
And I can say that we lack nothing. That is the faithfulness of God. But is that it? Is that all that God wants us? Is that all when He says, when you have eaten and are full, and when you live in beautiful homes or houses, when your cats and your dogs, your herds multiply, your chickens multiply? Said, is that it? Is that all the reason that God has? So that's why He gave us this ability, this power to produce wealth. Well, if you go back to verse 18, it says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. That, there's that word, that, for what reason? So that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. What was God's reason for establishing the covenant? So that Christ eventually would come out from the line of Abraham. God's higher plan, why he gave us, why he made a covenant to, so that we can have an ability and a power to produce wealth, his higher plan is ultimately for his eternal purpose. What is that? The souls of man, the kingdom of God. Pastor Mark would always say this, out of the kingdom of man, God is creating a kingdom for himself. That's the ultimate reason why God gave us an ability to produce wealth. And yes, God, there is that place where we can enjoy the blessings of God. But ultimately, it is for His eternal purpose, which is the souls of man. And that's why even Jesus said, use uh, uh, unrighteous manna or unrighteous money to win people. Don't use people to get money. Use money to win people to the Lord. Amen? So here's the third testimony. So yes, we're debt-free. Yes, we own our own property. One thing that I did not follow with Crown Financial is to buy a new, a new vehicle. I had a bad experience buying a, a used vehicle, so, so that's my thing that, no, I don't want to buy a used vehicle. They say save up when you're buying major purchases. So instead, what we did was I put in a good uh, down payment to make my payment very comfortable. And, then, and on top of that, I added to the payment, okay? So usually a loan for a car is five years. We were able to pay it off in four years, okay? Now, before I, 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 I tell the testimony, I just want to say this. When it comes to giving, the Bible tells us that don't let what your left hand is giving or don't let your right hand know what your left hand is giving or vice versa. Don't let your... Left hand know what your right hand is doing, meaning don't focus on yourself. Don't elevate yourself. Don't make it look like, oh, I'm doing this. Okay? So this is, so we did that. We, we were able to pay off the car in four years. And Crown Financial tells you that you, when you're paid off your loan, you take that remaining amount that you pay your loan and you put that towards your savings. But it just so happened it was that year that we moved into this facility, and if you were with us when we first moved into this facility, then you know that we had some financial needs that came up, right? We needed to, to maintain and to stay in this building. We needed some financial help. So what did the church do? We pulled out, we did a building pledge. So when Pastor Mark uh, said the building pledge, here I am, I'm free. I heard the Lord said, okay, you're done with your payment. Now take that payment and give it to the building pledge. 
I have seen and I have experienced the faithfulness of God when it comes to producing wealth. So without hesitation, it was so easy to just write off and continue for that entire year and give it to the building pledge. The building pledge. God's ultimate purpose, why he gives us an ability to produce wealth, is so that he can advance the kingdom of God, so that souls can be saved. God is faithful, and I'm telling you, along with the promise, like what week one, Pastor Mark established the foundation, that Deuteronomy is about following or obeying the condition, and when you follow the condition, the promise is there. Amen? So we follow the instruction. Sometimes, you know, the failure of us as believers is not in the area where we don't have. Sometimes our failure is when we are already in the place of abundance. And that's what Moses was already telling them. When you already live in good places, when you're full and you have eaten, remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gave you the ability to produce wealth. Amen? Amen. So whether whatever it is that you're, you are right now, just like how I said in the beginning, the journey of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land is really like the journey that we have with the Lord. You can be in certain places. You can be, or you can still be in Egypt where you, where you don't know the Lord yet. You can be where God has already taken you out of Egypt, but now you're about to cross the Red Sea. Or you can be at Mount Sinai. God is giving you instruction, but you would not listen. Yeah. Or you could be in the desert right now, going around till God, or until you surrender your heart to God. You could be right here, what we read. You're, about, you're at Kadesh Barnea. You finally learned. And God is showing you the good land. He's saying, there's the good land. Come in. Now you're about to possess. Now you're, you're facing the giants. But God, the, the encouragement to you is, if that's you and that's your situation, it says, God will be the one to go before you. He would be the consuming fire. Amen? Or you can be in the promised land already. You're living the blessed life. So we continue, and, and, the, and the instruction is, remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gave you the ability to produce wealth. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Before we dismiss, I just want to take this opportunity as, I, as you hear me talk about stages in your walk with God. Perhaps you're here, and like what I said, you're still in Egypt, a representation where you've never received the Lord, you've never made God the Lord of your life. But today you say, your desire is, I want to start. I want to start, and I want to make God the Lord of my, the Lord of my life. I want to be part of this promised land that it is promised to Abraham perhaps that's you and your desire is to begin that relationship and I want to pray with you I want to take this time to just pray with you but before I pray I also want to know who I'll be praying for if there is anybody here today whose desire is that to begin this journey with the Lord so while everybody's head is bowed and your eyes closed is there anybody here today that that is your desire you want to start this journey with God I'll pray for you and but I also want to know who you are so if you can just raise your hand that way I know who I'll be praying for anybody here I see that hand anybody else I see that hand I see those hands 
I see that hand over there. Anybody else that I might have missed? Okay, let's pray. When you're praying, remember, you're not praying, you're not praying the prayers that I'm praying, you're praying directly to God. So let's just pray. We can all join together, church. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Father, thank you that you are faithful to your covenant, that because of Jesus, you have forgiven my sin, you have removed all the guilt, all the condemnation, all the penalty that my sins deserve. Now I take you, Jesus, to be my Lord, and I want to start this journey with God today. And I ask that from this day forward till the end of my life, that I will be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's just give them a clap. If you pray that prayer, we have, I would like to invite you to make your way to that one-to-one table over there. One-to-one is a tool that we use to jumpstart your relationship. What, what you just prayed. What's the next step to do it? Okay, so there will be people on that table and just uh, I will give you a, a, um, a gift uh, just to get that started on how to, how to begin this walk with God, how to begin this journey. This is a lifetime journey. Actually, this is an eternal journey. Amen. So just go ahead. Let's go all uh, stand up and uh, we'll dismiss. Father, thank you for today. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your great promise to us that we have been given the power to produce wealth. And I pray right now that, uh, I pray that uh, Numbers chapter 6 to us, may the Lord uh, bless us. Bless us according to the blessings of Deuteronomy 28, the blessings of Leviticus, the blessings of Ephesians. The Lord bless us. The Lord keep us, protect us. Protect us out there from the virus. Protect us out there from the evil one. Protect us out there from the one who goes around trying to devour us. I pray, Father, that, Lord, let your face shine upon us. Let your favor be upon us. Let your countenance be lifted up and that we might have peace that transcends all understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed, church. See you next week. Elevate